You're listening to the Curator Salon podcast. I'm Geeta Joshi. In this episode, I'm going to be talking about selling your art through galleries. So I know gallery representation is a really big and common goal for a lot of artists. And if this is on your goals for the coming year, or you maybe you already have gallery representation and you're looking to work with more galleries, sell through more galleries, maybe in different locations, then this episode is for you. So the first thing I encourage artists to look at is um, their, the gallery models. So we really want to understand that the gallery model is not a monolith. There are many variables, many variations of it. Some galleries and one that you might typically think of when you want to uh, think about having a gallery representation is essentially the white walled space. We sometimes call it a white cube space. And you start imagining your work on their walls. But we want to look beyond this to the different gallery models that actually exist out there because there might be another type of model uh, that galleries operate under that could be a better fit for you. So obviously these are, there are the galleries that have full-time premises, they are often white cube spaces, and sometimes they might not be, they might be more ambient spaces, you know, with brick walls and architectural features and so on. But you really want to make sure that you understand the difference between commercial galleries and non-profit spaces or artist-run spaces and things like that. So of course we're looking at commercial galleries for representation and these are the ones that make their income and their revenue through the commission of sales of the artwork that they sell. And also to be really clear, these are not the ones that perhaps might reach out to you. I know a lot of artists have this where they receive emails, they feel very flattered that the gallery is interested, they get into correspondence and then they learn there's like a high fee for them to participate in a group show and essentially these ones are renting you a bit of wall space. So that might start in the hundreds and sometimes it can even go up into the thousands of pounds, dollars, euros. So these are not the sort of galleries I'm talking about when I talk about gallery representation because these ones are not as motivated to sell your art and have that longer term relationship. So gallery representation is essentially uh, getting into a business relationship with a gallery that is going to make their revenue from selling your artwork. Now with that goal in mind, obviously that gallery needs to be very interested in your work and be very motivated to sell it and they also need to be very um, enthusiastic about your art really you know because it is hard to sell something that you are not enthusiastic about so this is you know something that you would be looking for as you uh, enter discussions with galleries about representation so gallery models obviously we've got the ones that have the full-time premises there are some that only sell at art fairs so they'll do you know various art fairs through the year and take a booth and instead of paying full-time rent on physical premises in one location, this, uh, this model really allows them to sell in different locations at uh, art fairs where people that come actively to look to you know, learn about art and buy art as well. So there are certainly galleries that only show up at art fairs and the rest of the time they may have an online presence and some of them don't even have a very strong online presence. They really uh, just you know, make their income at these events, you know, through through the year. So there are the the galleries that only show up at fairs. So you might want to have a look at those. And for those events, you know, you can really look on a gallery's website. At, at the minimum, they usually will list which fairs they have shown at recently, and then which ones they have got coming up.
Now there's certainly the hybrid of the two there as well that is something that many galleries do where they have physical premises and then they also uh, show up at art fairs to trade there as well. And that again, you know, invites that opportunity for them to show up in different locations or um, you know, meet people from you know, further afield that might not actually make it to their premises and get that extra visibility for themselves as a gallery brand, but also for the artists that they represent. The next model is often known as nomadic, and this is where a gallery will have exhibitions by taking up uh, short leases, essentially, on premises. So they'll have uh, short-term rental and this can be from anything from a week um, you know, to a month or even a bit longer. And they don't have like a single fixed address that where you would be able to visit them. They will show up in different places and taking on these short-term leases and showing art by their artists that they have on their roster. So this might also be referred to as uh, pop-up galleries. They you know, pop up in different locations and sometimes they're referred to as nomadic. So this is another kind of uh, gallery model that it's helpful for you to understand. And then again, they may have an online presence uh, in between that you can actually go and see the artwork online, uh, you know, through their website or their listings through Artsy or something like that as well. Then there are the galleries that are online only. Uh, sometimes these are small, these are very niche, and then you have the much larger online marketplaces that you might be more familiar with, like Soto Marketplace or Saatchi. So these are dominantly online, and that's essentially all they do, but then now and again they might have an exhibition or something like that, but their main operation is all about being online. And these, like I said, they vary from what I'm calling marketplaces, where they have a wide range of artists, and then there are smaller niche ones which are just run more by individuals that are curating uh, a more cohesive collection and roster of artists for the audience that they're building up. So if having physical presence and uh, exhibitions and things like that is important to how you want to move forward with representation, then these might be the ones that, well, they give you an online presence, but they uh, the same time they're not going to give you necessarily these exhibitions as well. So you can have a think about like what way you would like that representation to appear for you, but they do often have very large audiences because they that job behind having that online gallery is about digital marketing. And in, in addition to this, they're often working with um, interiors people and stylists and architects and working with them to place artwork from their roster into those uh, architectural and design projects as well. So a lot, of, a lot of galleries also do this, but this is something that I know both Saatchi and Sota work actively on. And then another gallery model is one that is very low-key and sometimes, while it is a gallery and it does work on a representation basis, they might also appear as independent curators or consultants or advisors. And again, these um, galleries have artists on their roster that they are putting forward to a collection, uh, sorry, a database of collectors and um, people that are interested in buying art that they are nurturing, educating and helping build out collections. And these don't always have a strong or massive online presence. It's very 
um, how can you put this, kind of low-key, because they're just working directly with their audience, uh, often through their emails, through uh, actual conversations, through visiting um, artwork, you know, whether, wherever the uh, consultant is working from, whether they're sort of renting offices or they are uh, having a studio of their own. So this kind of model is much more low-key and it's one that you don't see a lot, because, basically because it doesn't have a large online presence. But these people sometimes also will have occasional exhibitions and those exhibitions can turn up in, um, in commercial gallery spaces, they can turn up in um, other business premises and that is where you know, they're kind of collaborating with other spaces that can host an exhibition without it being even sometimes open widely to the public. It might like literally be within a corporate space or something like that, for example. And really it is a lot more about invitation and you have to register to go and see, this, see the exhibition and things like that. But they operate a much more low-key model because they are much more uh, intimate in their conversations and discussions with their buyers and patrons and things like that. So have a think about what kind of gallery you would like representation with. I know everybody uh, would ideally like a sort of high profile, uh, you know, one where you get to hang your work on a, uh, in a white cube space. I think this has been the most sort of common goal when I've polled artists across my social media and inside my membership and things. But uh, just to really explain that there are different ones. So even when you are searching, let's say you go to an art fair website, and you, uh, you see there's a number of galleries there, the best thing to do is actually go and visit those fairs and kind of get an understanding of the art, um, the gallery booths, right? What is their aesthetic? What is it that, what is the connection point? What are the, uh, you know, amongst the artists that they're showing? And even if it's a solo presentation, you might be able to get into conversation with the dealers and really kind of understand what it is that uh, drives them, what it is that they like about the artwork that they're selling at this particular time. And, you know, see if uh, that is something that you would also be able to fit into when you might approach them or pitch them later on. And if you are looking at um, other physical galleries, then again, trying to visit as many as you actually can to get a sense of the space, get a sense of the people that are running it is going to be really beneficial uh, in your approach, you know, actually at the point when you come to pitch them. So, you know, just scraping uh, gallery names from an art fair uh, list isn't going to be as helpful. It just kind of creates that um, starting point where you can now go and delve into each of the uh, galleries, uh, websites, and you know it might sort of reveal some that you didn't know that were visiting distance for you so that you can put this on your list of things to do. Because approaching galleries for representation is more than just sending that email. It's really creating more of a connection and a relationship, remembering all the time that this is a people business. You know, you can have fabulous artwork, but fundamentally it's a people business. And it's like, you know, are you a good fit for you and the gallery and the people that run that gallery to actually work together? Is there rapport there? Is there an understanding? Is there a common goal? And so as part of your research, actually going to visit these places or chatting to the uh, dealers on the booth and things like that can really help you. You know, you can go to their exhibition openings and get a sense of it. And in this uh, scenario, you would really only be going to support them, right? This is not the time to pitch. So I just really want to convey that 
there's a research time here before you go and pitch because I, you know, I've had this when I had the gallery and I, I see it all the time, but you know, artists kind of go to somebody's opening or private view and then they're literally pitching themselves. And you're almost like potentially like blackballing yourself with this, right? This is not where their attention is. So, and the same thing at art fair booths, right? When you're going there and meeting dealers, you really want to be going there with a view to researching and understanding and, you know, educating yourself uh, rather than actually using these as opportunities to pitch. So if gallery representation is something that you are looking to achieve in the coming months, in the coming year, then really understanding that it's not just a case of banging out a bunch of emails in January, you might actually want to put in some time to actually do that research, go out to places, um, you know, have conversations with people and learn more about the galleries before you actually get into uh, the stage where you're actually approaching them, uh, inviting them to your exhibitions and things like that. So have a, have a look around the galleries that you've been interested in, try to understand their models, and in the next episode I'll be talking about how you can prepare your online presence for a good reception. And if you want support with this and you want to go deeper into it, then I have a program called Gallery Ready, and I will add notes in the uh, show notes, uh, I will add the link in the show notes for you for that and there we have there's all sorts of training in there, the research, you want to look at your own motivation, um, actual templates for uh, proposals, then gallery contracts, uh, follow-up emails, all of that is inside the program and we have monthly group calls where you can come and ask me any of your questions so you can actually move forward with anything that you're stuck on inside the training. I'll add a link to Gallery Ready in the show notes and you can hit me up in the DMs on Instagram at the Gita Joshi if you've got any questions.